This is a Baby Brunch podcast. This is a Baby Brunch podcast, and we're very honored to speak to Diane Marie Rauch. Normally, I just call you Di. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you for a long time, and when I say a long time, I say for as long as I have my eldest child. And that feels to me like a long enough time because I've shared advice, I've shared experiences with you, and hey, you've given me advice, and you've given me some tips along the road. But one of the things before we started recording today is I asked you whether I can use this really big word in the description for today's podcast. And I was almost, I was almost shy to ask whether I can. And that big word for me is the word depression. Before we even get to that, I, I want to know more about you. So, Di, tell me a bit about you. Um, six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> woman uh, attorney with three beautiful daughters. This I know, the twins. Yes. Were adorable. Yes. And then your eldest. Yes, Anna. She's really clever. <laughs> she is. <laughs> and very challenging. I've got three very headstrong goals. Um, I have an amazing husband who helps out. He's wonderful. He treats me as 100% his equal, doesn't expect me to be taking on everything. We, we take on the world together. And um, I've got my parents, my mom and my dad that help out incredibly. Um, and my siblings. Yeah. Um, what else can I tell you? What I admire about you is, is that, I thought, this girl's got her stuff together. Because I've never seen a mom with twins juggle it like you do. You're an attorney by day. And then you come home and you're parenting three girls. Yeah. And that, that for me sounded like a story to tell, first of all. And then as I got to know more about you, I realized that there's, like with most people who you meet, there's more to them than just the, the mommy story or the parenting story. First, tell me about your mom and dad and the role that they play in your... Does your mom help with the, with the children at all? Yeah, my mom... Or my dad, they fetch the kids from school every day. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then the eldest usually will go home to my mom because she likes spending time with my mother and my father. Um, my parents work, they run a business from their home. So they're there all day and my mom's my best friend. How old is your eldest baby? She is turning six nice. uh, in a month's time, yeah. And, and the twins, how old are they? Three and a half. Gorgeous age, love it. Mm. Challenging age, especially when you've got two of them that you have to deal with. And <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So I've got three headstrong girls in the house. Um, my poor husband, because they're the children just like me, so he has a lot to deal with. The big word that I want to talk about, like I, I started noticing as a broadcaster that, and and this is true. I, I remember. Back in the day when I started broadcasting that um, around about October every year, people would become really down. And I thought that that was an actual thing. And I remember that research talked about how October is a really difficult month because people feel like the year has been so long. And that's the time that a lot of accidents happen because people feel like they've just had enough. They just feel like they can't carry on anymore. When did you realize that 
you might be depressed? I actually didn't realise it. It was a close friend of mine that had been suffering with depression um, since she was 16 years old. And I'd started withdrawing from my social circle. I had no desire to do anything. I just wanted to come home, sit on the couch and fall asleep. And she said to me, she recognises the symptoms, gave me her doctor's name, and um, she said, you know, give it a shot. And once she pointed it out, it made so much sense. And it was such a relief once the medication started working. The specific medication that I I took, it like first takes you down. So the first two, three days were quite rough, but Mm -hmm. immediately after that, things just, I wanted to do things again. I wanted Mm -hmm. to see my friends. I wanted to get out and go. How long ago was that? That was nine years ago. Wow. What are the signs? I mean, so so we all have a down day or what does depression feel like? Like we all have a down day or we all a little bit sad. Like I had a friend who used to take a lot of alcohol and the next day he would have a really yeah. down spirit. Yes. You know, but, but how do you know that it's, how do you know that it's symptoms of depression? So now having been through it, because I also, I was treated for depression and I was on your medication for about six months that stage and then I was able to wean off the drugs and I was fine until my eldest was born. Um, I think for every person, they experience depression differently um, because it's also, from what I understand, there's a root cause uh, for it. Obviously, there's the, the physiological, you know, the brain chemical imbalance, but there are things that trigger that and that can actually, as I understand, cause the damage, if you want to say it, in the brain. Mine, I start withdrawing from society. I start withdrawing from everything. And then I have no motivation to do anything. And everything becomes difficult. Like, is, it, is it like an exaggerated PMS? Or like a, a I don't want to do anything now? Yes. So it's like a, it's an exaggerated laziness. Right. And sleeping. Mm. Um, I think that is one of the big characteristics with depression is sleeping. Just wanting to sleep, I was physically feeling exhausted and wanting to sleep. You're, you're a really beautiful woman. I, and I love the lashes, by the way. <laughs> but how, how do you know, I have, I have depression, I'm diagnosed. I've seen an expert, we've talked through it. I, I must maybe take medication or I'm not going to. What makes you believe that you can still lead a normal life? And like you, go on and meet a really great guy and have three amazing children. It's the medication that makes me feel normal. Somebody asked me that question the other day and it's very difficult to explain it because what is normal? That's that's another thing, but it just makes you feel normal, makes you feel not wanting to just lie in bed. Mm. I... It makes me feel like I used to feel before the depression started. Mm-hmm. And the depression, you know, there was an onset and I could feel it. And initially it was, I was very anxious and nervous about things at work. And then I just started withdrawing. Mm-hmm. And it was really the stresses of life that I think got me at that stage. And once 
medication kicked in, I remember how good mm. I can feel just being normal. I mean, I've heard somebody say to me that um, also suffers with depression, but it's more anxiety-based mm. um, depression, that why did they wait so long to start taking the medication? Right. Why did I have to suffer? Mm. And this is part of the reason why I want to talk about it is because people don't have to suffer with it. You can feel normal. It's not like I'm walking around like in a haze. You know, people mm. say, "Ooh, you know, pop, pop a Prozac, you know, to, you know, chill out." It's people not like say that? that. Gosh, I mean, it's it's not like that. Mm. Um, I still get anxious even when I'm depressed, even when I'm like not wanting to do something. But so do I. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And I've also got prescriptions <laughs> for that if the anxiety is getting really, really bad. To also get me through. A difficult situation. So, for example, when the twins were very young, I was dealing with three, like small, small three under three. And there were times in the evenings where we would literally have all three of them screaming their heads off, like, you know, like children like, do, like, new, like new, newborns do, <laughs> yes. you know, that colicky scream mm. for 40 minutes, all three of them. And there's my husband and I in, in this. And the only way. To like sanely get through that was with the help of um, this medication. Also, you know, being able to see the funny side of it, you know, standing there with my husband going, there are three screaming at us and there's nothing we can do. do about it. <laughs> yeah. Someone who's perhaps listening to this podcast is thinking, but, but I want to I feel, you know, I, I don't want the help. I, I, I'm depressed and... I want to go through the feelings instead of masking them with, with a drug. Is that the right way to approach something like depression? For me, the depression is almost like I don't have feelings. I don't really care about anything outside of the world. I really just want to withdraw from everything, make life as simple as possible. So experiencing that... Yeah, I can do it maybe for a week or two, but it gets a bit tedious. Mm -hmm. And it's lonely. It is lonely. And you start, I know I start like thinking, you know, why can't I just be normal? Why can't I just be like mm -hmm. other people? I mean, that's something that I do think about is like, why do I have to take medication? Mm -hmm. you know, and can't I just be like other people? How can other people get through life normally? I mean, my, my older sister's got six children. She homeschools them. Mm -hmm. They live in Australia. They, and she, she functions. Mm. Incredibly involved in the church. They're so, so busy. And she, she copes. She's happy. That, that's like magic. Okay. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what magic. And I look at that, I'm like, why can she do it and I can't? But a part of me is thinking that that's what we do as humans. You, you look around you for answers instead of finding it within yourself and you go, let me compare mm. my situation with another and actually we can't, we no, can't do no, that because no. none of us are the same. No, no. And it's, it's, it's like I will never, I'll understand what a down, down day feels like or what anxiety feels like, but I perhaps don't understand depression as a condition. Yeah. And that's why I'm asking the questions around it. I know you as an extremely courageous person. <laughs> Normally die in the mommy group, will have all the ideas, will have plasters hidden in a handbag whereas all of us are scrambling around for just, you know. <laughs> this wall is a handbag too. 
What advice do you have for a mom who thinks I'm suffering of depression and I, I actually don't think I can be a mom? Go, go and seek help. You know, even, even if you're scared about it, you don't have to tell people that you're taking the medication because a lot of people judge. judge. Mm. For what? I don't know. I mean, that you weak-minded it's not it's a do you think it's something people don't understand yes i do think it's something that people don't understand what do you want to say to them read up about it it's a physiological thing if you have diabetes you have to take insulin mm. i suffer from depression i need to take the chemicals that my brain will function properly mm. to put the little synapses or whatever it is there back in place so that i can actually get up yes get up mm. and try it out if it doesn't work for you, then you've lost nothing. Mm. You know, maybe a couple of rand going to see a doctor. And, and the other piece that I would also say is when I mean, you can go to your GP, they can prescribe it for you. But it is very well worth it if you are suffering like quite seriously with depression to see a psychiatrist because they mm. know how to change meds. They know, I mean, recently I, was, I saw my doctor and um, I mentioned to her that I've been struggling to get up in the mornings again. And... I was just, it's just been something that's been coming on and sometimes I feel it's just because I've not been sleeping well or the kids have been keeping busy. I mean, there's three of them and they all want to sleep in the bed, so I don't get much sleep. No, my bed. No. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned to her, so she said, well, it might be that the medication's not treating the depression entirely. Mm. So we increased my meds and since then, I get up in the morning. But also your doctor knows you for a very long time yes. and it's not something that you really chop and change, right? No, no. Um... The doctor I seen now is not the same one that I saw when I first started, first had, was diagnosed with depression. She's a woman that specializes in women who are pregnant and have depression wow. and, well, and obviously post. Is there, is there a name for a doctor like that? Is like, it just called a psychiatrist? Well, she's a psychiatrist, but she's like, she specializes. I don't think, I don't, don't think there's a specific name. What, what do we look for? I mean, if you're a mom struggling with it, what, what do you... What, for a psychiatrist? Yeah. Um, I think ask your, your GP. Hmm. Is it like a chopping? Is it like a thing that you have to try out, and if you don't get along with them, or yeah, look, it's not. A, it's not a counselling session. It's not like a psychologist. You're not going to go there mm-hmm. and necessarily bear your soul. Um, part of it is also exploring where your depression comes from. Mm. But I mean, my my conversations with her do go a lot about the children and the pressures and anxieties that I have in my life. And this doctor's got three children of her own and she can relate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm an attorney, so I'm in, a professional. She's a doctor, it's a professional. So on that level, and she'll say to me things like when I'll say like, oh, just, I just feel like I'm overstimulated and is it, you know, maybe I'm just overreacting, you know, maybe I'm, and then she'll say, you're normal to be feeling overwhelmed yes. by that when you have three little beings touching you all the time you do feel overstimulated and that this is not the time to be you know trying to rough it out tough it out you've got small children and you need to be able to function for your children that's the other aspect about it is being able to function properly for your children i'm a better mother when my depression is treated because I'm not cranky. I want to do things with them. Mm. My relation with my husband is so much better yeah. because I can give him time. I can actually think about him and not just about myself. He's incredibly understanding about it. We speak about 
my um, my emotions or my state all the time. But what a healthy way of living. I mean, I would want a relationship always where you are able to talk about feelings or my husband and I, we call it pockets. If there's a trigger or something that brings on a feeling from the past, I feel like it is worth discussing. How do you get to that point where you make your partner understand that all of this is me, me without the medication, this is me, me with the medication, this is me, just a better me that's trying. How do you get to that point? Is it, a, is it a discussion where you fall in love and you go, oh, by the way? Well, we were already married when I was first diagnosed with the depression. And up until this stage when it developed, I'd never experienced anything like that. I mean, I've been involved with things from a very young age at school with activities and sport and super, super busy. Mm. So that for me, suddenly this coming on, I didn't understand it. And he was also, he couldn't understand it. You know, I'm sleeping. Why don't I want to do anything? It was terrible for him because I didn't want to go anywhere. And... My friend who suggested that I go also spoke to him about it. And he's been far more, how do I say it? Um, he doesn't want to broadcast it. Mm. You know, he feels like you, I shouldn't be broadcasting it. Not that, you know, I should keep it a secret, but just, you know, why do you have to tell people? And I guess it's also still something that you deal with from day to day, right? Yes. It's, it's not gone. No. It's still there. It's still there. And I can feel, I mean, I, I, I'm not walking on a knife's edge. I, I check myself all the time. But so do I. I almost want to say that you, you're not alone in checking because that's a human aspect. Yes. And maybe a checklist is a good thing. I'll tell you what happened the other day. So I had someone who challenged me with rough words, a gentleman. Well, maybe he wasn't that gentle. It was just a guy. Yeah. And I had to pull out my mental checklist to decide how I will respond to this guy. Yeah. And even in something simple like that, being someone who's in the public eye, figure, whatever, call it what you want, I had to be sure about how I treat him back. Yes. Because I was either going to be rude back or take out that checklist and go, okay, there's certain things you can't do or say to this guy because you follow the checklist. How do you get your partner to be involved? So he, he wanted to see me better. Mm. He was very concerned for me. And once the medication started working, he saw the huge change mm. that it made in my life. And that, that won him over. Does, does pregnancy and depression... Because, I mean, when you fall pregnant... Well, I've been pregnant twice... You, you're elated and happy, but there's, you're also really scared. N knowing that you have depression and that you are on medication, how do you know that your experience is not just the same like any other moms who's feeling a little bit anxious about being pregnant? How do you know that yours is a feeling of depression? Because I know who I am. Mm -hmm. I know what I feel like when I'm happy, when I'm normal, because mm -hmm. I... Normal for me is being happy, content. Mm. Like I, I feel very blessed that I've got a really wonderful life. Mm. And I knew, I could sense it. I could see in my own behavior that something wasn't right. And that was the first thing, obvious thing to me, to go and have checked out. You know, and it was also 
this doctor that I see, she actually um, treated um, a close family member uh, during her pregnancy. And she was suffering really, really badly mm-hmm. um, with depression. And she had a terrible pregnancy because of it. And she also had other issues, I mean, like eczema that flared up terribly. Mm-hmm. Having her have gone to this doctor, I knew that she was um, a specialist in this area. My concerns, obviously, don't really want to increase drugs while you're pregnant. You know, you don't want to take things. But as she rightly pointed out, you need to have a happy, functioning mother mm-hmm. to be able to take care of a child. Sure. If you can't look after yourself, how are you going to look after a baby? baby? And baby blues, you know, people talk about baby blues. It's lots of people suffer from it. It's normal. Your body's going through all sorts of hormones and stuff. It, it is normal for people to suffer from it, but you shouldn't be suffering from, with it at that stage. If mm. you can take something that can make you feel better, mm. you can enjoy your infant. Depression was diagnosed before you fell pregnant with your babies. Yes. So then you had your three children. After you've had your first and after you've had the twins, did you, did you suffer from post? Postpartum? No, see, I was on medication, so I, don't, I didn't suffer from that because I was already being treated. And after the twins were born, I also changed medications um, because I felt that the medication that I was on maybe wasn't the, the best fit. I felt a lot better than what I felt without them. And we changed medication for a number of reasons. And that was a huge, wonderful move for me too. And I constantly speak to my doctor about it. We've tried different medications, didn't work. It's being honest with myself. Mm. It's being honest with myself so that I can be the best mom and the best. Would you say that when there's depression, it should be medicated? Or are there other forms of things that one can do? You meditate and miraculously you are healed or the church prays for you and therefore you are... The thing is, there's a difference between going through a slump and those type of things, yes, they were all. Exercise is a vital part of increasing... Diet. No, but also for your mental health, also you need it for the hormones that it releases and the chemicals... Um, I don't have time for that. And I've been honest with my doctor. I'm like, I'm going to have to take a pill for that um, because I just don't have time. How many pills do you take? Uh, it's two, two different medications. I was expecting you to say a bag of 10. No, no, it's, 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 two. it's actually three now because I'm, the dosage doesn't come in that form. So, so you one, take two of the same? Two of the same, yeah. I'm not going to ask you for any. No, no, okay. I won't give you because I need them. <laughs> <laughs> When, when does depression become light? And does it become funny ever in the house? Do you joke about it? Yes, we do. I've got family members also that are not entirely sold on the idea and um, will joke oh, when they see that things are getting you know, straight. So, oh, you should just pop a pill for that. Ah, please. Um, but... I've got a number of family members that struggle with depression. Mm. So it's, it's a conversation in the family. And it's something that when I see somebody suffering with it, I say to them, maybe you need to you know, take more medication. Um, and just keeping an eye. I mean, I, I see people and I 
think I can. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I can see things in them that I that I can that you recognise with. Yeah, that I recognise. And so you, there's certain things you recognise. Yes, in other people, I can't just walk up to somebody and say, "Oh, you look depressed." I always hope for those people that they've got somebody close to them that mm-hmm. can just tell them, like my friend did. She's my best friend. She saved me. Mm-hmm. Um, her and I have such a special bond also about that. If either of us are having a bad day, um, we'll phone each other. Just so, I mean, she'll often phone me just to say she's having a, a down day. Mm-hmm. And I'd have a cry because I've never really cried because I'm depressed. Um, but... You know, just events, because mm. she knows I understand. Do you think it's it's bad? Do you think it's a curse? No, no, no. It's I'm treated. You know, it's like you said it that with a smile. That's good news, right? Yes. No, I feel normal. I don't feel like I don't feel like I've got anything wrong mm. with me. I feel one hundred percent normal. I'm not. Do you ever wonder if your children will get it? I do. I do wonder if having been on medication while I was pregnant and breastfeeding would affect them, but... They look fairly happy to me. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 they're very happy. Maybe that's why. <laughs> we'll deal with it. If I hadn't been on the medication, I wouldn't have been a mom for them at all. And I read an article where they, there's studies that show that the first three years of a child's life are the mother's well-being in the first three years, both both parents' well-being during the first three years of a child's life are critical. It's imperative, yes. Because that will form their outlook on the world. Because if they only see a sad face Mm. looking down on them, how do they know how to be happy? Mm. How do they know that, you know, that things can be happy? What's the one thing that gets you out of bed and gets you to go, go, go? Hmm. There's so many things. I mean, it's my children. It's my husband. It's my work. I enjoy my work. My family. It's everything. I I just, I feel good. Is it something that your employer needs to know about? No, it's not. Some of my partners know, but I've never felt the need to have to tell them. I've told HR so that she has an understanding. Um, but I will mention it in conversation. I'm, I'm not shy about it. I'll call people out on it if they say, oh, you, that person, you know, suffering from depression should go for a walk or some, you know, something like that. And we're like... Okay. Do people joke about it? Like, do they think it's a... You know how, how um, I think the term that I dislike the most uh, is when someone says, oh, you're crazy. Yes. It's something that I don't, I don't like it when people say that. There's a lot of other things I don't yeah. like. But no, do yeah. But the thing is, I'm not the crazy type of depressed. I mean, depressed people aren't really like, you know, the traditional running around crazy. You're just like sitting in a corner. But yes, there are. I mean, people, there's, there's, there's still stigma out there. And that's why I feel it's important to talk about it. Mm. I, yeah, sometimes I do still have those personal, like, little moments where I go, Oof, I don't, do I want the whole world to know? Mm. Do I want them to know that I'm weak? Especially, I'm an attorney. You're you know, not so weak. I'm not weak. That's the thing. I'm not weak. I have a condition that I treat. And if I didn't treat it, I mean, geez, people wouldn't like me. I wouldn't talk to anybody. We like you. 
Yeah, I'm a, a much happier person. <laughs> <laughs> much more likable person. <laughs> what do you want to say to, to every mom and person listening to this cast who who feels ashamed, who hasn't gotten to seek help for their condition. Just go and see a doctor. Try it out. You've got nothing to lose. You've only got your happiness to gain. You don't have to suffer with it. We don't have to be sad just because we don't want to take a pull. And then you can be the best version of who you want, who you are. It's almost like, I guess, you know, in a way, I feel like I'm faded when I'm depressed. And I still have my days. I mean, there are days that are really rough, but that's normal life. I mean, you've got three sick kids and you've got deadlines. It's normal life. But now I know I can cope with it. And, I mean, crazy enough, I want to have another child. You know, I've got three and I feel like I could have another child. It would be difficult, yes, but you know what? I can do it if I wanted to. You can do it. I can do it, but I think it'd be a bit crazy <laughs> to do it. You just said crazy. <laughs> no, but that's crazy in a different sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does your doctor say? When I was pregnant with the twins and thinking about increasing my medication, obviously the, I had concerns about what it could do, you know, could it harm them? And there is research out there that shows that there may be a small potential little off chance somewhere along the line. But the benefit of having a happy, healthy mother is so much more important than that potential negative that could happen. I mean, she's also, she's mentioned to me before that depression drugs are like one of the most researched drugs or um, in childcare terms. If you could do it over, would you do it again? Yes, most no, certainly. <laughs> I wouldn't change anything. No, I would definitely. <laughs> I don't think I will likely go off the drugs soon because I've got three children that are young. I've discussed it with my doctor and she just says, you know, that's something we can get to down the road when life is a little bit easier for you as a parent. And... Maybe I can't go off the drugs. Maybe my brain is always going to be needing it. But I know that you can get healed. Not quite sure how all of that stuff works, but it's not necessarily a permanent condition. What if someone feels that when you're depressed, you shouldn't be a mum? No. Why? Why not? Would I do shouldn't be a mother. Shouldn't be a mother? Why not? Why not? You can treat depression. And babies make you feel happy. Oh, children make you feel children happy. Children make you feel happy. Yes, they add stress to your life. We all know that, that have children. But treat it. Treat the depression and you can be happy with a baby. Are you happy? Very. Me too. I'm happy too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Diane-Marie Rauch, I think you're doing great. And I appreciate you sharing your story with the world as part of our Baby Brunch Parenting Series where we honor ordinary people who do extraordinary stuff. You are extraordinary because 
you are willing to talk about something that most of us just want to keep quiet about because we're scared and ashamed and we've been told that it's different. And you said it earlier, just read, <laughs> you know? <laughs> we don't have to judge everything we don't understand. No. Um, thank you. Pleasure. What are you going to do now? I'm going to go home to my children. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Happy Event Antenatal Stretch Mark Cream, trusted by moms to be for over 50 years.